podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 22 of Hannah Montana. It's 222. It's called We're So Sorry, Uncle Earl. And I am joined, of course, by Courtney Sile to break down all of the intricacies of Uncle Earl. (laughs) I did request to be on this episode, and I'm so glad I did, honestly, because I... I did like this episode. <laughs> yeah, you were texting me like, this is the best episode of this show I've seen. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, the best one I've been on in a minute, I don't, actually. So since um, the debit card one, I think. The credit card oh, one. Oh, God, that that's still my favorite one. Although I really liked the one before this um, with Joey Fatone. I, I wasn't expecting to like oh it, and then God. I really liked it. The celebrity you gotta cameos, see it. The celebrity cameos are getting insane on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, not to like jump the gun, is this Selena B- Gomez before she was doing Wizards of Waverly Place? I believe so. Yes. Okay, this is when they didn't know what to do with Selena yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. They just kind of threw her and everything. <laughs> yes, and so this is, I think, the last time we see her on this show. We saw her in, like, the first episode with her, and then in that episode where she's doing the movie with Jake Ryan, and then in this, we just see, like, footage of her that is actually the same footage that they showed from her first episode. It's literally just that, again, on TV that they're watching, Um, and that's the last that we really see of Michaela. I don't know if she gets mentioned again after this. I kind of think they just, like, drop it after this. But I I did think she had quite a presence in this episode, despite not really being in it. (laughs) Yeah, I like the idea that Hannah Montana has, like, a pop star rival. Yeah, I love it. I wish that they had done way, way, way more with it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, this episode is wild. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't sure if I had seen this or not. And I'm trying to remember if I ever reached a point where I was like, no, I have definitely seen this. I think... What makes me think I have seen this and probably only once was Jackson's Ozzy Osbourne impression. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I had seen that before. <laughs> See, I feel like I've seen Uncle Earl in his rock star makeup before. Interesting. I feel like that's the image that stuck with me. But also, we know that this is the part of Hannah Montana where I stopped watching as a kid. So mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows mm-hmm. if I have actually seen this episode before. Some of these, it's kind of like, well, I think I saw this, but I don't have any strong memories. And this is kind of one of those for me. I think I probably had seen this once, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like when it aired, you know, (laughs) like a really long time ago. Yeah. So this episode, (laughs) it starts (laughs) with Jackson watching television and I... I had to pause like immediately because he's watching a show hosted by Gilbert Gottfried. And I was not expecting Gilbert Gottfried, despite having been on the IMDb page for this episode like 10 times. I somehow blacked out the fact that Gilbert Gottfried was in this. And I was like, oh, oh, hold on. (laughs) I need to get my bearings before I can continue. Yeah, of all the celebrities I would have guessed were on the show Hannah Montana, Gilbert Gottfried would never have crossed my mind. (laughs) 
Well, and like Larry David played himself on an episode. Like they get the weirdest people to just be like incidental, you know? We also got a sick meta Hannah Montana joke before Gilbert Gottfried's show came on. Uh, what was it? Jackson was flipping through the channels and the theme song for Hannah Montana played. He was like, oh, this is always on. And oh, that's right. Again. <laughs> that's right. Like, ah, sick joke, Hannah Montana. <laughs> so Gilbert Gottfried hosts some sort of like music review show. And it's mostly him just trashing people. He first talks about a white rapper named White Gold, and he refers to this guy as another prep school poser bragging about how hard it is to be a gangster, <laughs> which, I mean, that's a fair critique of a yeah. lot of white rappers. <laughs> yeah. The Eminem of it all at the time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Gilbert Gottfried's character is named Barney Bittman. Miley, Lily, and Oliver enter. And Miley's like, oh, I don't want to watch this trash. But then he immediately starts ragging on Michaela. And he, she's like, okay. <laughs> he refers to her as a teen poop sensation <laughs> instead of teen pop sensation. Very good. Very good wordplay. <laughs> uh, they play the footage. So it's her singing if her one song, If Cupid Had a Heart. And it's from when she was performing it on Colin Lasseter's show that Hannah was also a guest on. I, I'm like, does she not have a music video? Is her music video just her performing this on a talk show? <laughs> They didn't want to pay Splitting Gummas again. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. And Barney Bittman says, if Michaela had a heart, she would quit singing. And <laughs> then he says, the next week, he's going to be reviewing Hannah Montana. And he's, I guess, like going to go to her concert. Yeah, not so fun when he's making fun of you, huh, Miley? Stupid bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so harsh on her. <laughs> No, I just think it's like total like 14, 15 year old girl logic of like, yeah, fuck that girl. Not fuck that girl. But like, yeah, that girl sucks because she she's also like what does what I do, but different. And I'm better. Like, it's a weird competition. Well, but Miley wasn't actually mean or competitive with Michaela. She was like when they first met, which was on this talk show, Mm -hmm. Miley as Hannah was like, I'm it's really great to meet you. I, uh, I'm like a big fan of your music and Michaela's like a raging bitch. And is like, I'm going to steal all of your fans from you. You're terrible. You can't sing. Your hair is ugly. She like rags on her and that's what sets off the feud because like Miley didn't have a problem with her. It was that Michaela was like incredibly mean. (laughs) Girl, girl boss, gaslight, gatekeep. (laughs) It's Michaela's vibe. Certainly Michaela's manager's vibe. Why is Michaela spelled so weird? <laughs> I don't know. And also her last name, the last time, can you actually look this up for me? Because I think yeah. it's like Screech or something. It's Or like Trank. It's like something really weird. And they never actually say it, but like the Hannah Montana wiki, of course, has it. Michaela Skeech. Michaela Skeech. <laughs> I see where she just goes by Michaela. S-K-E-E-C-H. Yeah, Michaela Skeech. Okay, this spells Michaela normally. My subtitles are spelling Michaela all sorts of fucking weird. So, <laughs> her enemies are Hannah Montana and Lola Lofanagle. <laughs> no, it's definitely spelled M I Kayla in this. Yeah, but my my subtitles are spelling it M I K A L A H, which is weirder. 
Macala. My my subtitles were getting all sorts of things weird. Miley at one point says sweet niblets, and the subtitle said sweet blinces, which is hilarious, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Disney Plus needs to get their subtitles together. <laughs> That's so funny. Um sweet <laughs> Miley like Miley like complains to her dad that they can't let Gilbert Gottfried review her concert and Robbie Ray is like why are you letting this guy get to you as if he didn't just watch this show with her yeah yeah seriously I get so mad at Robbie Ray in this episode because he is just the worst manager he's terrible he's terrible he literally walks in and they're all watching it and Gilbert Gottfried was just like and next week I'm reviewing Hannah Montana and Robbie Way Robbie comes in and goes, "Oh, what idiot is he bashing on next week?" And they all just point at Miley, and he's like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> and then he does nothing to like soothe her worries about it. Yeah, he's like, "Don't let him get to you." It's like you know who this person is. You actually have power and agency in this situation, and you're and also, choosing to not exercise it. Is this somebody whose reviews actually matter in the world of music? Like, will his reviews? affect how many cds hannah montana sells i don't know i don't know how many like preteen girls which is hannah montana's target audience i don't know how many of them are taking like musical recommendations from gilbert godfrey <laughs> exactly i'm like so why does his opinion like I, I get what robbie ray is saying like why does his opinion matter anyways he's just like some old dude reviewing teen pop sensations for some reason but also she's 15 everything matters like <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, less so in this particular instance, but uh, as the episode goes on, I'm just like, you are this person's manager and you are forcing her to do these things that are objectively going to embarrass her. You're her manager. I get that you're this guy's brother, but this is your job. (laughs) You can't let that interfere. If If anyone else was Robbie Ray's boss, he would have been fired over this. Well, and it's like, she, I get that she is your daughter. That is her uncle. But also you need to set that aside for the sake of her fucking career. That's what I'm saying. She literally pays your bills, Robert. Like, (laughs) Yeah. She pays for your Malibu uh, mortgage. You know, like that's, that's her. That's not you. You're not doing anything anymore. She pays for your three bedroom, 12 bathroom house with its pizza oven and its prune butter. (laughs) (laughs) I... We talk a lot in um, a couple episodes ago about, again, the layout of this house and the bathroom and bedroom numbers. And I just, I can't get over it. I cannot get over. I need the blueprints of this house. I need it. Can somebody like mock them up for me? Like I am, I am desperate at this point. Like I, I would I'm also so like confused. Them. Like, okay. So I, I just need to fill you in on this. Cause you haven't heard this episode cause it's not out yet, but no. <laughs> But Mama and Aunt Dolly come to stay mm-hmm. at the Stewart house. And Aunt Dolly is apparently sleeping in a guest room. Miley is sleeping in her own room. And Mama is sleeping in Jackson's room, which means Jackson is sleeping on the couch. So you mean to tell me that there's only one guest room in this giant ass house. And also nobody can sleep in Miley's humongous room, just in not in the bed, and nobody can sleep in the Hannah closet with a fucking air mattress. I just they don't have a pull-out couch. I know. And then Jackson makes a comment 
trying to convince Mama that she would want to sleep in Miley's instead of his room. She's like, well, Jackson says to Mama, oh, you see, the thing is, my room is so far away from the bathroom, but Miley's is really close. I'm like, you each have your own bathroom. What? We have established <laughs> that you each have your own bathroom. I'm like retroactively upset at this house again. <laughs> I can't get over this. It's not even relevant in this episode. I just, no. I can't. It's, just, it's absurd the way this house is laid out. This is like a fucking fun it, house. Like, I guess it kind of comes into play because like, in order to get Jackson's help, Miley like agrees that like Uncle Earl's pet pig can sleep in her room. And I'm like, again, Hannah closet, uh, other guest room. Like, why? Why are we debating whose room this is going to sleep in? You live in a massive mansion. Yeah. Have it sleep in one of the five bathrooms. You have a garage. I'm sure there's an apartment above that garage. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they also have like a balcony and like an upper deck and stuff. Like, there's endless places to put this pig. And like, again, it doesn't matter to the episode. It's no. just in throwaway lines. But I have to take everything seriously and. <laughs> I cannot get over the layout of this house. I need more information. Justice for Cuddles. Like <laughs> Cuddles is the name of Uncle Earl's pig. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I'm just filling people in because we haven't actually talked about it yet. No, he hasn't even entered the scene yet. <laughs> so anyways, Ooh, Miley's the like, pig. both. <laughs> Miley's like, uh, I need to rehearse every second of this week. No exceptions. And then cue Uncle Earl running through the door hilariously. So- so yeah, so like Miley's concerned that if Gilbert Godfrey doesn't like her, then that must mean that she is as bad as Michaela, which logically makes no sense. But no. I understand that she does want to be in, you know, good form for this concert. Like I understand yeah. that because also this concert takes place. I mean, they don't call it that. They call it like a composite name, but it's supposed to be like, I mean, it's clearly supposed to be the House of Blues. Yeah, what it's call supposed it to be Tower of Blues, which I wrote in my notes. I was like, this weird, intimate theater venue is set up also very strangely. Yes, but this this is clearly a different sort of venue than she normally performs at. It's yeah. for a slightly different crowd. There are lots of adults in the audience at this crowd. There's like a balcony <laughs> where people are drinking. Like, yeah, it felt very in TV unplugged, like exclusive. Yes. Like it was a VIP kind of concert for some for yes. this like so, 15 year old pop star. <laughs> so all that to say, this is clearly like a special concert that she's doing. And it yeah. would be it would probably still be considered special even if this critic wasn't coming. And I'm sure he's not the only reporter that is gonna be at this event. I mean, no. just by the way that things go. So I understand and it makes sense. And Robbie Ray should be more supportive of her that like She's like, I can't have any distractions leading up to this concert. I'm going to rehearse every day. And then uh, Uncle Earl enters and the audience cheers for him. They didn't cheer when Joey Fatone was on the previous episode, by the way. They didn't seem to recognize him. But they're cheering for Uncle Earl, who we've never seen before, and who was played by, like, a character actor that no way these kids knew who he was. Oh, absolutely. Just to go back to the rehearse every day thing, doesn't she have school every day? (laughs) Yeah, like homework and shit. Like how how much could she feasibly be rehearsing every day between everything else she's doing? I don't know. Maybe she's on spring break. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, back to Uncle Earl. (laughs) Because 
I was thinking that too. I was like, is she doing this after school? Is this, is it like, because uh, we don't really know why Uncle Earl is visiting. I think it's just because mm-hmm. he wants to. It's not like yeah. it's a holiday. It's not like, they, they like just had people come to town because Miley won an award and like, this isn't that. <laughs> yeah. No, it feels like he just kind of flew, drove in from Tennessee. He brought some roadkill from Texas. <laughs> like, Yeah. So he must have driven. Yeah, he's like I he ran drove, over this. <laughs> he drove. From he Tennessee. drove across the country with a pig in his car and some roadkill to be a rock. So, well, no, his purpose for being there is he has decided that he wants to follow his dream of being a rock star. That is why he has decided to come. It is inopportune timing on his part for sure, <laughs> but that is the I reason just, he gives for coming to Malibu. At why this time. not? And, and granted, we've established these people in this family don't have the best uh, manners, <laughs> <laughs> hospitality. But, like, why not call ahead and be like, hey, I want to come to town. And then once you're in town, be like, I need your help. I want to be, I want to pursue music. Like, that would require communication. <laughs> and I don't think that family does that. <laughs> he should talk to Aunt Dolly because apparently she had a singing career back in the day. But she knows Celine Dion and didn't she date Elvis Presley? <laughs> she did date Elvis Presley. Okay. <laughs> so I need to talk about Uncle Earl and how they have um, styled him for a moment. So mm-hmm. Uncle Earl is played by David Koechner, who you may know as Todd Packer from The Office or mm-hmm. from the Anchorman movies or like any other number of things. He's that guy. He's very funny. Yeah. And... They clearly just, like, stuffed a pillow under his shirt to make him look bigger than he is. It doesn't even look like a fat suit. It just looks like they shoved a pillow up there. Yeah, it is very, like, $4 Target pillow up the shirt, tuck the shirt in. Like, it looks incredibly fake. Throw some suspenders and a flannel on, give him a mustache and a funky accent and call it a day. So, so yeah, he's wearing, like, a brown shirt with, like, an open flannel over it and then suspenders over that. And the suspenders are, like, down on his shoulders. Like, they aren't where they're supposed to be. They're, like, coming off of him. And then they also appear to, like, have birds on them. I was really trying to figure out what was on these suspenders, and I think that they were different kinds of birds. Oh, I did not look that close. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was really trying to figure it out. And then he was wearing, like, large jeans with, like, some holes in them. And then he also has, like, a big mustache, but, like, a ton of stubble. Mm -hmm. And he's bald with hair on the side. And, yeah, again, I wrote, I think, I truly think all they are patting him with is just a pillow with Velcro attached to it. I think that's it. And his pig is on a leash. (laughs) Yes. so, So Uncle Earl brought his pet pig. As we've alluded to, his pet pig named Cuddles. It was either that or Aunt Pearl, and I guess the pig pees less <laughs> or needs less rest stops, I guess. <laughs> Something like that. So Miley's very concerned about focusing on her concert with Uncle Earl in town. But Robbie's like, no, no, all he'll want to do is play Celebrity Ding Dong Ditch. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. <laughs> like, conceptually. But... Uncle Earl is actually there because he is on a mission because he wants to be a rock star. Apparently, Uncle Earl was always, like, the popular one and Robbie Ray was, like, the weird one. And, like, Uncle Earl was prom king and Robbie Ray had a unibrow. Um, And Uncle Earl, like, always wondered what would have happened if he'd followed his dreams. And he's like, maybe I'd still have hair. I'm like, that's not how aging works. 
No. He's like, maybe I'd still have hair and not a gut. It's like, uh, <laughs> I think yeah. by the end of this episode, I was like, I think Earl just has depression. <laughs> so, no, that's that's 100% what's going on. Yeah, he's he very just, depressed and he's just looking for something to make him happy. I think he just needs a therapist. <laughs> I think he might need a therapist and like a little bit of medication. Like, I think yeah. that's what he needs. So. <laughs> what he needs more than playing guitar in Tower Blues with his with his knees. <laughs> Do you remember the part in Popstar where um, the manager is like, I've got, I've got, you know, a family to take care of. And, uh, uh, Connor's like, you don't have a family. You don't have kids. And he's like, I have a niece. <laughs> Connor's <laughs> like, we all have a niece. <laughs> it's very that. <laughs> it's very that. Um, is this, is he the father of Miley's like twin cousin? No, that's Bobby Ray. Oh, Bobby Ray. That's right. That's right. Okay. I can't believe you forgot about Bobby Ray. <laughs> no, I did not forget about Bobby Ray. I was like, does Earl have kids? Have you met his kids? I am wondering if Earl has kids. I mean, it's entirely possible. They just don't look identical to Miley, I guess. No. So he he says that he needs Hanny Montani's help. Oh, which now I'm starting to think that maybe I had seen this because my friend Anya, who was on a couple episodes ago... um, she and I watched a lot of Hannah Montana together as kids. Mm -hmm. And she very often to this day will just call it Hanny Montani. And I thought it was just her being funny, but now I'm like, wait, but he said Hanny Montani like a lot in this episode. So maybe we had seen this episode. I I think I also have seen this episode because I also will say Hanny Montani sometimes. And I mean, you could have just come up with that in your brain. No, but it's it's got to be like some sort of like in the depth. Subliminal. Um, subliminal messaging, Disney Channel messaging. We're, like, all, saying, we're all walking around saying Hanny Montani. Hanny Montani. Um, he picks up one of their guitars and he starts shredding on it. He's oh, not- and then in my notes, I, I had forgotten this. In my notes, I wrote that I, because of this scene... I knew that I had seen this episode because once he's done, and I remember this very clearly, was Lily shouting that she lost a filling and Oliver saying he did too. And then Jackson saying he'll drive him to the dentist and them all just getting the hell out of there. Yeah, they all just, That's what I remembered from this episode. They all just bounce. <laughs> yeah. so, it is also like so clear that he is not actually playing that guitar. Yes. And they're acting like he's really bad at playing guitar it's and not that. <laughs> no, the thing is, when he gets on stage at the end, it doesn't sound very good. But in this scene and in, like, every other scene, it doesn't sound bad. It's just really loud. Like, that's yeah. like, their problem with it, is that it's really loud and it's not with any other instruments or any other music. So it just seems out of place. But, like, the actual playing, like, it's not, like, out of tune or anything. Like, it sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> what did one of them say? A talent like yours just screams, help me, Earl. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. There was some, I wrote some good one-liners down. There was also, uh, Miley said, uncle who showed up the worst time possible, say what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, so Miley tries to tell Uncle Earl that she has a big concert coming up and that she needs to rehearse. But he says that there's no better way for him to practice being a rock star than to just follow her around the whole time. 
and he says he'll be a fly on the wall, but then he immediately does a prat fall into all of their other guitars. He falls so many times in this episode. He fully fell on Lucky Lulu, that guitar. He broke that guitar. Yeah. He broke Lucky Lulu. They're never going to write a good like song again. He broke a drum kit during rehearsal. He shoved and a that guy's hand. The drum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he falls so much in this episode. Uh, <laughs> I also appreciate the amount of Oliver we get in this episode because he was very funny in this episode, I thought. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time that we've seen him as his like disguise character since like the origin episode for that. Yeah. But yeah, we then see Hannah rehearsing the song Rockstar with her mm-hmm. band. Uh, and the guitarist does like the really big lick at the end of that song. And I, I said this in the previous episode, which was the first appearance of Rockstar, but I really love this song. It's probably my favorite from season two. And then they one. go they go directly into Nobody's Perfect. And Uncle Earl like stands behind her, like mimicking her choreography. <laughs> Which, as if that's the part of being a rock star he needs to figure out, is how to do yeah. this dance. <laughs> how to be, how to do the team pop star dance to Nobody's mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, this is the point of the episode where I was like, I feel like it is a problem that Earl knows the secret. Because I feel like he's a blabbermouth. And he would a yeah. thousand percent tell everyone he knows that his niece is Hanny Montani. Or... That he would be in this setting, like a rehearsal with these other people that don't know the secret. And he would like accidentally call her Miley or something. Yeah, it's like, he doesn't seem like the kind of person that could discern between the two. I guess it's supposed to be a testament to like, the fact that Uncle Earl has more depth than we give him credit for. That he is successful in doing it. I don't know. I'm trying to be generous. I know, but it is like, they present him to be this like bumbling idiot. Yeah. And yet he is able to keep the biggest secret known to man. (laughs) Yeah. He does have a very good heart, though. Like, his heart is in the right place. I mean, he's genuinely, like, a nice guy, but he he is that kind of, like, character that would accidentally tell everyone that Hannah Montana is Miley. You know? Yes. 100%. They just ignore that. (laughs) Also, he says fly in the wall a thousand times. Great foreshadowing for Miley Cyrus's song. I was going to say, it's very much foreshadowing. I I was like, oh, that's a reference. And I was like, no, she hasn't done that yet. She hasn't done that yet. Away from that for a while. (laughs) You could be a fly on the wall. (laughs) A sneaky little, creepy little. Fly on the wall. (laughs) That song is so weird. Anyways. It's a bop, though. Uncle Earl is able to convince Robbie Ray to let him stay at rehearsals by doing puppy dog eyes at him. Mm-hmm. Upsetting. <laughs> it's incredibly upsetting. I can't believe this is where I get frustrated is that like, he's clearly doing the one thing that Miley said he couldn't do, which is disturb her rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And Robbie Ray is like, no, you're going to just deal with it because he made a face at me and I'm weak. Like, don't be the fucking manager if you're that easy to manipulate, you know? That's what I I'm mean, saying. And that is and that is the catalyst. It is Robbie Ray's fault that Miley's guitarist breaks his fucking hand because of Earl, which I yes. don't know how he broke his hand when he went head first into that drum set. <laughs> I think he just landed on it weird. Yeah. But if you're Robbie Ray, why can't you, like, 
why can't you snap out of it for a second and say, okay, Earl, you can be at rehearsal, but you have to like sit over there and watch. You can't be yeah. on the stage while we're rehearsing. You Go know, like audience. set <laughs> boundaries. This is your client right now. She's not your daughter right now. She's not family. She's your client. And that's what Robbie Ray refuses to do. He refuses to separate these things. And that's why she needs to fucking hire a new manager. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it she Robbie Ray is incredibly lucky that things ended well. If things had gone bad, I would have like, if I were Miley, <laughs> I would have like gone to a lawyer and been like, I need you to help me remove this man as my agent or whatever and like install somebody else he's my father so like i can't do it myself i can't literally fire him she could emancipate herself well she doesn't like need to go that far but like (sighs) well at least then he'd only be her manager and not her parent (laughs) yeah but yeah but it's like robbie ray allows earl to stay and then earl fucks up accidentally hits the guitarist with his body somehow and then is like the guitarist breaks his hand, and Earl's like, "I'm gonna be your guitarist now, Hanny." And he does a, a sweet lick on the guitar. <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, Miley's furious. She is. She is like livid that she yeah, has to perform with Uncle Earl for Barney Bittman." And I'm like, "Yeah, you have every right." But I'm like, "Why not just hire another guitarist? Because there are thousands of guitar players in Los Angeles." Not exaggerating, thousands. The solution is that her dad plays on stage with her, which is... Why didn't they think of that in the first place? I have a lot of questions about that, though. Because Robbie Ray being on stage with Hannah Montana, isn't that weird for The Secret? Wouldn't somebody recognize that as Miley's dad? Okay. I know, like, he is in the spotlight, but, like, a lot of the time anyways, and... But it, it's just, like, another thing. I have that... to tell you something. <laughs> okay, tell me. So two episodes prior to this, Miley wins a big award. And it's, a, like, a televised award show. And the award is presented to her by Robbie Ray, who announces Hannah Montana as his daughter. But then wouldn't they be, like, is... Yeah. But then... Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. But wouldn't somebody at school be like, Miley, are you sisters with a Hannah Montana? Like, why has this never That's come up before? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It drives do me insane. Just, do they just, like, lock Hannah in a basement when she's not performing? Like, what do they think they do with her? She's never around when Miley's around. Like, it's so fucking, oh, I mean, oh, this is driving me insane. I just, if Robbie Ray would just commit to also using a fake name. Yeah. Like, but he doesn't. He goes by his own name. Okay, sure, he's wearing a mustache. Okay, but it's the same guy with the same name, with a daughter the same age. With the same face. (laughs) with With the same face. And, like, okay, this is what I said in the previous one. It's like, think of the teachers who have, like, had meetings with Robbie Ray. They watch this and they're like hey, that's Miley's dad. He's calling this other girl who's the same age and has the same voice, his daughter. And think of the people that go to her school. I just, it makes me go nuts. 
like somebody, some adult at least has to recognize that that is Miley Stewart's dad. Okay. The reporter, the reporter watching the awards show is like, Hey, wait a second. I was at these people's house. They were pretending like she was Hannah Montana, but here she is actually Hannah Montana with the same guy who was her dad. That's what I'm saying. Digging. The gritty reboot is that reporter losing her fucking mind because she knows the secret. And she's the only her. one who can see it. Yeah, and nobody believes her. They're like, no, that's not possible. She can't be Hannah Montana. She's just a teenage girl with brown hair. <laughs> Hannah Montana's blonde, obviously. <laughs> like, duh. They're not the same person. <laughs> I mean, okay. Did 9 11 happen is, in the Hannah is- Montana universe? <laughs> have any further updates to make on that one uh to be honest <laughs> i just think it really like shows what a weird parallel universe this is <laughs> anything i mean they're all we've, we've already decided there are doppelgangers in this world mm-hmm. but how many actually we have talked about if 9-11 happened in the hannah montana universe and i'm a no i don't think it did either it, it definitely didn't <laughs> yeah they get away with too much <laughs> but like, doing stuff on planes <laughs> jackson crashed a plane into that's right jackson <laughs> crashed a plane he called to blackout in a plane to land on the freeway because of the party he had <laughs> 9-11 did not happen in this world <laughs> i've forgotten about jackson in the plane i want that episode <laughs> <laughs> We've gone off the rails. <laughs> Anyways, we weren't even talking about stuff that happened in this episode. No, we were Miley's even... wearing a classic velvet tracksuit in the next scene. Stop, we're not there yet. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying to continue this conversation. I'm trying to I get away. that. I get that. Let me do it though. <laughs> so, do it. Do the thing. I'm just trying to get us away from 9-11. <laughs> so Uncle Earl is very excited to uh, be Hannah Montana's new lead guitarist. He is feeding his pig while singing about how he's going to be a rock star. And then Robbie Ray goes to tell Uncle Earl that he can't play with them. But then Uncle Earl makes the puppy eyes again. And this is where, in all caps, I wrote, replace Robbie Ray as Hannah's manager. If he can be swayed on this when it is incredibly important to her career, then he cannot handle the responsibility. <laughs> but he's doing it with the pig. <laughs> but Yes. But then Miley goes to talk to Uncle Earl, who is on the phone with Aunt Pearl, talking about how excited he is. And he says that he feels like Sanjaya. And this is when I had to text Courtney and be like, fair warning, there is a Sanjaya reference on this episode. (laughs) That is a joke after my own heart. For anyone who knew Elise in the year 2013, (laughs) freshman year of college, (laughs) Sanjaya was a hot topic for her. Listen, I'm not like a Sanjaya fan or anything. I didn't even really watch American Idol. I just like jokes about Sanjaya. I think Sanjaya as a person, as a reality TV character, as a concept, I find it fascinating that people kept voting for him, even though he was like really bad. 
a great mohawk though (laughs) yeah well and I hadn't thought about Sanjaya in a very long time and then I got to college it was like it was like during like our first like week or two that we were there it was like still during orientation period you and like a couple other people we had like all been doing everything together and I like brought up Sanjaya for some reason and it like became a running joke that we'd talk about Sanjaya I was like in I think I was in Kate's phone as Sanjaya yeah you were (laughs) so so anyway I was I was very excited for Sanjaya to get a shout out (laughs) shout out to Sanjaya wherever you are now (laughs) Sanjaya if you're listening if you'd like to be on the show yeah Betty's not doing anything (laughs) do you think he's on cameo oh he might be I'll google it while you um continue talking about a girl being depressed this is when we okay. learned depression. Uh, <laughs> yes. So after he talks about Sanjaya, he's he's still on the phone with his wife, by the way, and Miley's just eavesdropping. Um, Rude. He says that ever since he found out he was in the band, he doesn't feel like eating all the time and that he must have been eating to fill the emptiness inside him and he doesn't feel empty anymore because of Miley. And I was like, whoa, that is a new level of heavy. <laughs> that is... That is literally depression, what he's describing. Yeah. And he clearly just needs, like, a creative outlet to, I don't know, make him not be depressed. Like, I I was surprised that they went that dark with it, to yeah. be honest. And they, they don't do anything else with it, though. They just say that, and then they, they just kind of let it be. And they're like, yeah, he has, he's depressed. Well, and also, I'm thinking, like, from Aunt Pearl's perspective here, hearing that, I'm like, if my husband told me that there was this deep emptiness inside him and he was only happy, like, playing guitar for his niece, I'd be a little hurt (laughs) that, like, he didn't talk to me about this problem sooner and that I couldn't make him happy, that, like, only playing music with his niece makes him happy. Sorry, uh, Sanjaya is a thousand percent on Cameo. He is not currently available, but you can no- be notified when he is. <laughs> Does it say what his usual price is? No. Um, when you said a thousand, I was like, there's no way Sanjaya charges a thousand dollars for a Cameo. <laughs> no, it doesn't say how much they are. But yeah, but if you want to be notified when they're available again, you can. I kind of do. You can join the I'm not really in a. I'm not really in a position to spend money right now, but I would like to have the option in the future to get a, a camera. He's got a big old white beard in these. Um, what? Like, yeah, look at look at. I'll send you the link. How old is he? I don't know. It won't let me place the link. Okay. Anyways, do it. Do it in like our Twitter DMs. I'll put it in your Twitter DMs. <laughs> but yeah, how old? He can't be that old, right? I don't know. This is a whole other tangent we're going on now. <laughs> fucking Sanjaya. Well, I'll probably cut some of those. No, keep it all in. Anyways, here's the, here's the cameo link to Sanjaya. <laughs> if anyone wants to buy Elisa a cameo from Sanjaya, <laughs> please do. Um, He's 31. I don't see those white beards. Oh, there. What? Did he dye his beard? He might have, because he's only 31. He was born in Seattle. It looks like it's been bleached. I don't know. It's a it's a look, for sure. His eyebrows are still black. Yeah. 
Okay, in this one where his hoodie is up, he looks like an old man. But he looks very different. Of course, yeah. I haven't exactly seen Sanjaya in a long time. If anyone wants to buy Lisa Sanjaya cameo, please, please do it. I, I would really love a Sanjaya cameo. <laughs> Tag her in it on Twitter. Again, I didn't, I didn't even watch his season of American Idol. I think I, I did. not know anything about him. I just, you know what I really love is Andy Samberg's impression of Sanjaya from SNL. That's what I really oh. love. I haven't seen that in years. I should watch that. Probably later. since the Sanjaya event from like our freshman year of college. Oh man. Anyway, Uncle Earl's depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has full depression. He like feels like he has no purpose and now he finally has a purpose in life. And it's like, bud, you maybe need to see a therapist instead of being a rock star on stage with your niece. <laughs> Yeah, um, so Miley decides that she can't, like, tell him no, and she goes back inside, and Jackson kind of rubs it in that she can't find a way to keep the critic and Uncle Earl away from each other, and he's saying it like he has a plan for how to do so. So, in order to get this plan from Jackson, she agrees that the pig can sleep in her room, and then he says that they have to get Barney to leave the concert by tempting him with a party at Ozzy Osbourne's house. And Jackson says that he will play Ozzy Osbourne. Doesn't she? And also I remember this a lot. Doesn't she also give him a hundred bucks? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's like a hundred bucks, and the pig sleeps in your room. I thought and it was then- the pig sleeps in your room, and you have to clean Cuddles' tinkle box. Well, he says. Which is their bucks. term. I would never use that term. That's so dumb. 100 bucks. The pig sleeps in your room and you have to clean the tinkle box. And Miley says, yours are the pigs. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's right. I also can't really imagine the kids watching this getting all the nuances of this Ozzy Osbourne impression. I did, as a child who was a child in 2007, I did not know who Ozzy Osbourne was outside of like his cameo in one of the Austin Powers movies. I think I knew who he was, but mostly through this. Like, mostly yeah. because Jackson... This is not the first time he did this impression. This is just the first time he did, like, the whole deal. The whole shebang? Yeah. I feel like I would have, like, passively known who he was because of, like, he was a ridiculous caricature of a person in the early 2000s. And he had well, and, like, his family show. had, like, one of the first, like, serious reality shows. Yeah, and everyone would go, Sharon! Like, you would do that impression all the time. But I would not know, have known the intricacies of Ozzy Osbourne through the eyes of Jackson in <laughs> Hannah, Montana. <laughs> like, of all the celebrities to choose, why Ozzy Osbourne? Because it's what Jason Earls could do. I, it wasn't I, like they sat down and were like, hmm, who do the kids know? Because <laughs> they never would have picked Ozzy Osbourne. No! But I guess they were like, hey, Jason Earls, what impressions can you do? <laughs> He was like, I can do an okay Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> it was like, You're and they're like, we'll take it. <laughs> um, that's an easy costume to get, apparently. Yeah. So at the concert, uh, Lola is wearing a neon red wig, a blue headband, a white puffy short sleeve blouse, a blue tank top with buttons on it, a checked tie tucked into that, like four belts, a red plaid skirt that has a big white tutu layer under it, 
and then knee-high tube socks with stripes on them. I said she looked like a Minnie Mouse sailor. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's a common theme with just like a dash of pop punk in there. It wasn't the most defensive of the little outfits for sure. Well, no, but I mean, uh, I I'm, I'm getting I'm I'm already like oversaturated with these big ass tutu skirts she keeps wearing. I've like already had yeah. enough, and she only started wearing those this season. Yeah. Mike Stanley the third, and then I wrote in my notes in parentheses, "Ugh," uh, is wearing a very loudly printed hoodie in shades of green and orange with an orange beanie, a yellow t-shirt, and white long baggy shorts. And a a beard? That's his disguise. That's his only disguise, is that little fake soul patch. There's no way this 15-year-old child... Like, Oliver looks like he can't even grow a beard. You know? like (laughs) Well, he canonically cannot, so... Yeah. I mean, he, like, glued that to his face. Good for him. (laughs) No, not good for him. Try harder. It looks like pubes on your face, bud. Like, (laughs) try harder at your disguise. I wear some glasses or something. I just wish, like, I have said this so many times now. I'm like a broken record this episode because I've rehashed my drama with the layout of the Stewart house with Robbie Ray being himself. And now I'm rehashing this. But Oliver. The reason Hannah's disguise is somewhat believable is because she does actually transform parts of her appearance. Mm-hmm. Low, and it looks re- like real hair is is the key thing. It looks like real hair. It's believable. And she like has different mannerisms when she's Hannah. Yes. She acts differently. Lola is a step removed from that because her hair, you can tell, is a wig. Because she always wears some fake color. It doesn't look like real hair. No. You can tell that she, it's somebody wearing a costume. It's like a fresh out-of-the-bag Party City wig. Yes. Like, they didn't even brush it. It's the same wig in ten colors. Oliver is, like, five steps removed from that, which is, eh, just put some facial hair on him. And then changes nothing about his appearance. And then Robbie Ray is just Robbie Ray. With a mustache. (laughs) I can't stand this. I can't. I... I cannot abide this disguise. I can't. I can't do it. I, I refuse to suspend my disbelief on this one. And Everyone Earl, would recognize him. Everyone. Earl, Earl isn't even in a disguise. He's just Uncle Earl. He doesn't need to, though. It's not like these people at this concert know who Uncle Earl is. I know, but still, it's like, they should at least try it a little bit, you know? <laughs> well, he does come out with a big old face full of paint, so I guess there's that. Yeah, that time. I was going to say one more thing about Oliver. I don't remember. Does Miley's band know the secret? No. Why? Um, No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I just thought I'd put it out there for the listeners. I do one. (laughs) I actually like throwing wrenches in the Hannah Montana cinematic universe. (laughs) I feel like I had one more thing to say about Oliver. And now I don't remember. It was just going to be more of the same rant. I'm sure. I just, I can't. I thought he looked like the guy from the 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 white rapper from the beginning of the, the episode. That I mean, that's how he dresses. He 100% yeah. dresses like a high school boy who wants to look like a rapper, but just looks stupid. <laughs> I, I have a very low tolerance for people 
for like white children on television acting like gangsters. I have like no tolerance for it. Um, it's just no, never been funny that? to me. <laughs> it's never, it's still not funny. It's like uh, Mama said Fricky Fricky Fresh two weeks ago. And I was like, no, I've reached my lifetime limit of old people saying Fricky Fricky Fresh on the Disney Channel. I have, I've, I've reached my all time <laughs> cap on that one. Um, anyway, <laughs> at the concert. They can see that Barney Bittman is in the balcony. He's eating shrimp. He doesn't appear to like it. I mean, like, at least there is shrimp at this concert. Like, that's kind of a big amenity, but whatever. Yeah, but the way he's talking about it is still, like, he's talking into a camera. And also, he's he's not with anyone. He's just saying this to, like, a crowd of people. Yeah. They're all doing their own thing. And it's, like, first of all, a very sparse audience on the mezzanine. Standing room only up there, apparently. Lots of rugs on the floor. Mm-hmm. like it's a it's an odd venue for sure it looks very similar to uh in freaky friday where they do the concert which they actually say is the house of blues mm-hmm. yeah because in this they call it the tower of blues which i think is a mix of tower records and house of blues yeah but it looks like when they did house of blues in freak friday yeah so it's clearly like, it, that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably the same set, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you like how I'm comparing it to um, another Disney property starring Lindsay Lohan instead of the actual House of Blues, which I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I only know what the version in Freaky Friday looks like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the House of Blues looks like either. I know, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, no, no. Do you but think yeah. there's some person out there that's like these dumb women <laughs> don't even know what the real house of blues? Their only frame of music. reference is the film Freaky Friday. They don't know. They don't know real music. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, we're watching Hannah Montana. Calm down. <laughs> you stumbled into the wrong podcast. <laughs> Uncle Earl enters backstage. He is wearing like wrestler makeup all over his entire head not just his face his like whole head is like painted mm-hmm. he's wearing a very loud shirt that's like tie-dye ed hardy mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is <laughs> tie-dye ed hardy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um jackson then arrives at the balcony as ozzy dressed as ozzy walks over to barney who appears to fully believe that he is Ozzy. He greets him. He's like, Ozzy, what are you doing here? (laughs) And this is what I remembered very vividly. And Jackson's like, I do think that this scene is funny. I don't think it's an amazing impression. I just think it's funny to watch. Yeah. I said that Jackson was pretty funny as Ozzy. Because it's just, it's like, he's just doing all the stereotypes of like the, the mannerisms of Ozzy Osbourne. Well, he's like, his, like, improv off of what Barney is saying to him, I thought was really good. Yeah. He was like, Jackson, very quick on his feet. Jackson's putting in the work here. Like, <laughs> he really was giving it his all. But then he whip, he, he whips, he rips Jackson's wig off and asks how stupid he thinks he is. And then they cut to backstage where Miley, Lily, and Oliver all, are all holding hands with their eyes closed, just chanting that Jackson's plan is going to work. Jackson's plan is going to work. And it's so They're praying. <laughs> and then, I mean, they find out that it didn't work. But then uh, Miley's like ranting to all of them about how bad this is going to go and how. <laughs> and then Uncle Earl enters 
right as Miley is referring to him as the Earl of Embarrassment. <laughs> Zing, got him. And Robbie Ray's like, I should have been honest with you from the get-go. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, <laughs> asshole. Um, and Miley's like, this show is just really important. And Earl's like, I'm so stupid. I'm such a loser. I'm so embarrassing. I'm even more embarrassing than Unlucky Bucky or Wacky Wilma or even Jackson. <laughs> Jackson was like, hey. And Earl was like, well, look what you're wearing, boy. And he's like still dressed like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Why are we always shitting on Jackson? <laughs> Leave the boy alone. <laughs> he was trying to do something nice. Um, <laughs> $400 and no pig in his room. Why is the pig in his room? I can't have <laughs> have such a big house. Put it in the living room, even. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, put it out on that deck where he took that bath. So, I also, I mean, he mentioned two new relatives who we hadn't heard of, which is Unlucky Bucky and Wacky Wilma. I'm like, yeah. where do they fit in? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> the concert. <laughs> The concert is set to start, and, like, the announcer's like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hannah Montana, even though she's clearly not ready to go on stage. Like, they didn't check to make sure that she's in places. They, like, didn't do any of that. They just announced her while she's in the middle of this family conversation. <laughs> I'm like, where where are the people that are, like, actually running this thing? Like, it's yeah, not like not they just it. announce you at time and you better be ready. It's like, no, <laughs> they wait to announce you until you're ready. <laughs> There's not a single stage manager back there. <laughs> like, yeah. Is there a ficus? <laughs> Named Fern. Named Fern. <laughs> Earl is like, just have Robbie play the guitar parts. And I'm like, why didn't you guys say that days ago? Um, yeah. Even though I don't think it's a perfect solution. They should have just hired another guitar player. There would have been plenty lining up to play for Hannah Montana. They go on stage and they start rock star. And then she looks off stage and sees Uncle Earl like sulking and looking really sad. And she's like, guys, just keep playing the intro. And then she runs back off stage and gets him. And she says that she doesn't care what the critic thinks. Everyone deserves the chance to live their dreams. So then Earl goes on stage and both he and Robbie Ray are playing the guitar part. And like, he sounds fine. I'm like, what was the big deal? He sounds fine. He could do it. And, but then they give him a guitar solo, which is less good, but they like, definitely like exaggerated it this time. Cause he sounded fine. And every other time they had him play guitar. Yeah. And also just turn the amp down if you don't want to be so loud. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, they play the concert. It ends. Uh, Miley goes out on the deck to talk to uncle Earl. He's like in like a lounge chair. Um, and they later make a joke that he like, can't get up. He says that he's going to go home because he misses Pearl, which is sweet. Um, Because we only ever hear bad things about Pearl, which, like, I'm sure she's a very nice lady. Um, (laughs) She married into the wrong family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's like, I lived my rock star dream tonight. That's enough for me. And then Miley tries to help him up and he falls off the deck. (laughs) He falls again. Yeah. For at least the third time this episode. Um, And then the bumper is uh barney on tv being like hannah and her band gave one of the most chaotic and bizarre performances i've ever seen and i loved every minute of it (laughs) he was like glad it was like a return to classic rock or whatever i don't know it was weird 
I wrote uh, in my notes, of course he loved it, Miley. Otherwise, the show wouldn't be about you. <laughs> also, also, in the last shot of, of, the, of the episode, if you look at Oliver, his shirt is the same color and pattern as the throw pillow directly behind him. Really? Which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, they didn't They probably that. made it out of the same material. I know. <laughs> it's like they just have leftover fabric, so they put it on a pillow. They didn't think, oh no, what if he's in the same scene with that shirt on? <laughs> they didn't think about that at all. I'm going to have to look for that when I do the screenshots for this episode. It's like that's literally really funny. It's the last frame of the episode. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> so that's the episode. Did we not talk about things that you would like to talk about? Well, I, I, I think you're better than a salty loogie. Which is a line that they said in the show. <laughs> right. They were talking about snails for like a while and then about boogers. And like, that's what led into like Miley being okay with having this concert. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was a weird uh, like course of events. <laughs> I chose not to really put it in my notes because I thought it was so inconsequential. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let me. Yeah. I don't think. Oh, I mean, we got Miley being weirdly selective in her lying ability again this mm-hmm. episode, which I think is always a fun time because sometimes she can lie and sometimes she absolutely cannot. Yeah, sometimes it like physically hurts her. Yeah. Lie. And sometimes she's very, very good at it. Yeah. I, who knows with that girl. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, that, I like, I overall, I liked this episode. I thought it was a pretty fun episode. I liked it, it too. It felt more raucous than previous episodes. Like this is what I wanted Lily's mom episode to be. Like yeah, this me too. chaotic. I wanted Heather Locklear to be fucking chaotic the whole episode. Mm-hmm. But she's not a character. And instead, like only Mr. Corelli was chaotic. Oh my god, Mr. Corelli, MVP. <laughs> when are we getting the A plot where Miley and Lily set him up on a date? I would love that. I want it so bad. <laughs> I feel like that's an episode of That's the Raven or something. Anyways. Probably. Probably. There's got to be some Disney or Nickelodeon show that did that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought this was a fun episode. I didn't, I laughed a lot. I didn't hate it as much as I hated some of the other episodes I've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like overly offensive in any way. <laughs> yeah. Which is always a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. The ways that like it has problems, like at least in this, it wasn't like big structural problems <laughs> yeah the ways this has, one has problems is that it is like i'm an adult woman clearly watching a show for children and having critiques about <laughs> like how they're handling depression <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh this is for 10 year olds <laughs> that's my critique of the episode <laughs> yeah well thanks well, for joining me courtney yeah always a pleasure we always go on the weirdest tangents <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how many survive the edit in this one. Um. <laughs> Justice for Sanjaya. If you'd like to vote for Sanjaya to win American Idol, please text us. <laughs> please text Sanjaya to 72887. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't know what that number directly Messaging to. and data rates might, be, might apply. <laughs> Message and data rates may apply. <laughs> Courtney, do you want to let people know where they can find you? Oh, sure. Um, I always forget I have to do this for some reason. I have two podcasts of my own. Um, the first one you can listen to is Trailer Trashed. 
it is me and my friend Grayson. We are watching movies. One right now we're doing a road trip through film. We're going we're going to each state. We're doing a movie for every state. We're on the East Coast now. We're working our way up from the South through the East Coast up to the Northeast. So join us for that. And then you can follow. That's at Trailer Trash. No E and Trashed. I'm good at promoting myself. And then you can follow my other podcast, <laughs> Ramsey's Recaps. It is my uh, Kitchen Nightmares Gordon Ramsey recap show. And it's me and a new guest every week. We watch an episode of Kitchen Nightmares and recap it and talk about it. And it's a it's a grand old time. Elise has been on that one a bunch. So mm-hmm. check out those episodes. Check out <laughs> Flamangos. <laughs> Flamangos is the greatest, you guys. <laughs> Season two, episode two, Flamingos. <laughs> Not flamingos, flamingos. Flamingos. It's a Florida mango. <laughs> but that you can follow us on Instagram at uh, Ramsey's Recaps. And yeah, that's me. You can also follow yeah. me on Instagram at Courtney Style. Check out all the theater stuff I'm doing. If you're in New York, come see my place. <laughs> yes, definitely. And Courtney and I, I mean, we're, we can still tease. We're teasing. We have we have an upcoming new podcast coming soon we have no idea when we're dropping it even though i have the first five episodes edited they just need intros and outros <laughs> and we need uh like art to put it with it. <laughs> we, it it'll take a little bit for us to launch it but we we have the raw material of our first several episodes we have several episodes done we're very ready to do more we're, we're... doing our next session tomorrow <laughs> And then we will just start dropping them when we drop them. It is very much a loosey-goosey kind of approach to podcasting. It is It is very much a side project for us. Yes. It is not going to be in the same um, caliber, sort of strict release schedule. <laughs> you know, like I'm a little looser with the edit and it, we're going to drop it just kind of when we can. Um, and we're not going to tell you what it is yet, but <laughs> trust me. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> and trust me, it will be the most popular podcast any of us have done. <laughs> like, I'm going to bank on the fact that it's going to be more popular than any of our other podcasts. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to take that bet, but I am hopeful. I'll say Tumbl- that. Tum- Tumblr is ready for us. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr from like 10 years ago would have been ready for us. I don't know about Tumblr today, but yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm sure there's a subreddit we can post to. <laughs> so there's there's your teaser, <laughs> a little taste, a little tease. Maybe probably by the next time you're on, Courtney, we will have dropped something, and yeah. then that time we can actually talk about it. But we are still not talking about it publicly. No, if you know, but... you know. I'll say that. <laughs> if you're in the know, you're in the know. <laughs> yes keep your eyes and ears open on um on our new podcast which is just the two of us <laughs> yeah we can make it if we try just the two of us anyways and that's not the name of the podcast by the way no it is not <laughs> it is much punnier yeah i'm i came up with the name for the new podcast and i'm really really proud of it but i'm very anyway. proud of you <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> it's a good name it is a good name i i told a person about it the other day and they were like wait what did what does that mean and i was like like and she's like oh so hopefully everyone actually gets it yeah okay anyway um yeah well take a bow (laughs) thanks so much to all of you for joining me for today's episode 
of pumping up the podcast, not the other podcast, of pumping up the podcast. Uh, I hope you will join us next week where we will be discussing season two, episode 23 of Hannah Montana. It's called The Way We Almost Weren't. So stick around for that. It's a weird one. And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us on the internet, we are on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Lovely Lisi or Instagram at Actor Elise. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.